welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on January 1st, Lord's Day service. Our exhortation this morning before we, as we prepare to confess our sin, comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 9, which reads, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. In this passage, Paul is teaching Christians about how to have peace, supernatural peace, that doesn't seem to be possible given the circumstances. And spoiler alert, uh, it comes from God. But Paul is, isn't just is teaching us how uh, to receive the peace from God, because it isn't automatic. Um, the day that you're converted, you don't just instantly have total peace uh, from that day forward. And a quick perusal of the Psalms, you'll see that, that even David, the man who uh, God promised he would never take his love away from him or, or even his offspring, even David had bouts of anxiety, of fear, and depression. And so there are two things that we learn about having peace in this passage. One, we are commanded, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. The second is dwell on whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things, and in verse 9, Paul says, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So there's two things. Don't be anxious for anything, but to give, um, give your concerns, your needs, your burdens to God in prayer with thanksgiving. And two, dwell on the good things in life that you have to be grateful for. And so uh, first we'll talk about just this, this command to not be anxious. And it's, there's a surprising lack of nuance in Paul's command here. It doesn't say don't be anxious about the things you can't control or try not to be anxious, or do your best uh, to not let yourself get overtaken by anxiety or, or gripped by fear. He, he, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Uh, but what if, you don't get, what if you get fired from your job? Uh, what about if your daughter is in high rebellion and living in a dangerous lifestyle? Can I be anxious then? Uh, what, if, what if you're really overwhelmed because you actually have serious uh, responsibilities on your plate that are difficult, hard decisions to make that you're, you're pretty certain you're not going to be able to do, do well. Well, here's the criteria. Does it fall outside of the category of anything? If not, then it's something you're commanded to not be anxious about. So how does that work? Uh, I, don't have the faith, uh, I don't have the faith to not be anxious about it. I feel really anxious. I can't control how I, how I feel, can I? I heard it once said that worrying is like praying for the thing that you want to not happen to happen. 
It's like focused meditation, imagining how your worst fears might play out. When you're worrying, you're basically fantasizing about the things that you don't want to happen. Do you think that's a good practice? You think that's a good thing for us to do? Your father, who loves you, knows that indeed it is not a good thing for you to do. And Jesus said, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to a span of life? He's teaching us that worrying is always counterproductive. And we're not, we're not simply told to knock it off. We're given instructions in this passage for how to stop worrying. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So how do you stop worrying? Pray. Bring your concerns to God and also count your blessings. Thank him for what he has done for you. And there's a promise tied to this obedience. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Psalm 55:22 says it this way. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. I like to testify uh, personally of God's, um, God's uh, faithfulness in this regard in, in my own life. There was a, there was a night just a few, few months ago where it was, it was probably 2 a.m. And I found myself uh, wide awake uh, after hours of, of sitting and thinking and worrying about some heavy difficult things. And, um, and I guess I decided that it was finally time for me to obey God <laughs> and to stop. And so I leaned over in bed and, um, and, and asked Bethany to wake up and just said, hey, can you pray with me? Um, and graciously, and because this isn't Bethany's first rodeo, um, she sat up in bed with me and she prayed with me. And it was a brief prayer. There was nothing special or profound, but God heard. And within minutes, I was sound asleep for the rest of the night. In that moment, prior to waking, up, uh, waking Bethany up, I didn't have some profound sense of supernatural faith. Um, if anything, it was the opposite. I was gripped by fear and was being tempted to despair. But I chose to act in faith in spite of my feelings. I chose to obey God's command. And that's what faith looks like, right? And he was faithful, God was faithful, to grant me the peace that didn't make any sense at that moment, a peace that passed understanding. Psalm 127, 2 says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go, to late, uh, go late to rest, and eating, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. So that's the first principle from this passage in, in Philippians. Um, don't be anxious and to cast your concerns on the, on the Lord. The second principle that we're given here in this passage is to dwell on the good things that you have to be grateful for. And I think the most obvious understanding and, and, and application of this is uh, to stop allowing the media uh, or social media to dictate what things you're going to give headspace to, right? The old adage in media is, if it bleeds, it leads. News media uh, gives the impression that you're keeping up with, with the times. You're staying informed on the most important things. But the reality is that the media is running a business. They have advertisements to sell. And they know that nothing attracts more eyeballs than scandal, corruption, and evil. Whatever is lovely doesn't sell newspapers like murder, infidelity, and tragedy. If you want peace, turn off the news and dwell on truth, beauty, and goodness. There's another application of this passage that occurred to me and my brother um, as we were driving home yesterday from Texas. We were, we were there for my dad's 70th birthday. And earlier in 2022, uh, we went out to, um, to, East, uh, to West Texas where we, where we were uh, for my, my grandma's funeral. 
And we had this opportunity um, at the funeral to reflect on, uh, on our Nana's character and give thanks for the many ways that God used her in our lives. And then again this week, while we were in East Texas celebrating my dad's 70th, um, we again had this opportunity to reflect on the aspects of my father's character that we're grateful for. And what surprised me and my siblings, I think, in both instances, was the fact that there were so many things about both my Nana and my dad that we all really were incredibly thankful for and that we hadn't really thought all that much about before. And these were not just superficial, nice things that you, we felt obligated to say because of the occasion. There was something about those occasions that gave us the opportunity to really focus on whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise about my Nana and about my dad. And how rare is it that we actually do this? When do we ever consciously focus our attention on these aspects of the people that God's put in our lives? Often the, de the, the default posture uh, and attitude that we have towards our closest friends and family is critical. Annoyance with their bad habits, frustration with the decisions that they make, teenagers who focus on all the ways that mom and dad are unreasonable and unfair, parents who find themselves hyper-aware of all of their kids' mistakes and failures. I'm reminded in the book uh, Future Men by uh, Doug Wilson, he talks about how it takes faith to raise boys. The eyes of faith uh, see a stupid boy who's uh, going to break his leg trying to jump off the shed with a grocery bag held over his head. But the eyes of faith see a courageous inventor pushing the limits of what's possible. As a parent of four boys, I can say that they've given their mom and I many opportunities to be tempted to anxiety and fear. But in this passage, we're told that if we practice these things, this habit of dwelling on the positive aspects of our boys, that God, the God of peace will be with us. Are your parents stressing you out? Do your siblings make you nervous? Then practice that first principle, cast your cares on the Lord. But then practice the second principle, dwell on their commendable characteristics. Children, this is included in the fifth commandment, to honor your father and your mother. And just like Paul is saying here, it comes with a promise that the days may be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. And so as we head into this new year, focus on improving, and, and, and we focus on improving some bad habits, put these on your list. Get in the habit of casting your cares on the Lord, and get in the habit of focusing your attention on the good, the true, and the beautiful things in the world and in, in the people around you. And the peace of God, the God of peace, will be with you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.